All right, we're back. Part four of Is Steph a Top 10 Player? Which, if you've been listening and following along, well, thus far, as we're going through people's resumes, um, no. But this was just a component of this entire thing. Uh, so first, like I'm doing every single time, going to go ahead and remind y'all once again of the criteria. Um, championships, five points. Conference finals or finals appearance, better yet. Uh, conference champs slash finals appearance, three points. Seasons played, one point per season. Um, all NBA, three points per selection. Doesn't matter what team, but for the first team, I gave an additional point. So again, for example, if you have three all NBA selections total, nine points. If two of those selections were first team, then that'd be an additional two points. So that'd be an 11 point. That's how I did those calculations. Um, for all NBA defense, same type of deal with the exception of up until 2013-14 season, the decision was made by the coaches, and I value what the coaches have to say more than I value the sports writers. So, yeah. Uh, so the coaches, that was three, three points. Uh, for sports writers, two points. But other than that, same type of deal, how many selections times three or two, depending on the time period. Got a little difficult whenever we were dealing with guys that were a part of both time periods. It was easier for the guys back in the day, but whatever. Uh, finals MVP, we've already had that discussion, um, but we're starting to get to where, you know, y'all are going to probably care a bit more. But 1.5. Uh, defensive player of the year, two points. All-star, 0.5. Again, it was it's a fucking fan vote, whatever. Rookie of the year, one point. MVP, three points. And one interesting interesting thing about MVP, which almost had me go back, and I maybe I will when I'm done, and if there's any, you know, addendums, then I'll update y'all on that. But I did not know that up until 19... Either 70 or 1980. I need to look it back up. Um, but there was a time period where the players actually voted on who was MVP, and I did not know that. But with that being said, I value a, the player's opinion. Like, if your peers are saying, like, yeah, nah, he, he's the guy, he's, he's, he's the one, I value that way more than I would value the sports writers that have been making the decision or who I thought were making the decision the entire time. So that's on me for not knowing that. So I definitely would have given that a little bit more credit. Um, but didn't know it. So whatever. So everybody got even scoring for that. Um, and then leading the league in, uh, any category, any statistical category, as well as being a 50, 40, 90, uh, cause I see that as a accomplishment within that same vein. Now, before we get back, I believe we ended off with, uh, let me see. I believe we ended off at 19 with Jason Kidd, but before we get back into that, um, I actually ran the numbers for Sidney Moncrief because I said his name so many times this past couple of days and Sidney Moncrief would have, he actually graded out at 53.5 and let me go ahead and pull up his resume, but where he would have graded out, um, in my evaluation, actually he would have replaced Powell at 50. Um, let me go ahead and pull up Sidney Moncrief real quick so I can get that out the way. Just so y'all know what, um talking about uh he was a five-time all-star uh five all-nba selections one of which was first team two-time defensive player of the year i believe he was the first defensive player of the year that i think that's why i remember his name uh five-time all-nba defense four of which were first team and uh you know what 
I'm pretty sure he didn't go to, yeah, no, he didn't go to any finals. Yeah, he didn't go to any finals. Uh, so, yeah, that's how he got to his 53.5. And then another thing, uh, I don't know how Michael Cooper completely slipped to my mind. For some reason, Michael Cooper, I just didn't think he would have much of a resume. So I just kind of like didn't really care too much. But uh, I actually looked him up and um i i was wrong i was most definitely wrong uh michael Cooper graded out at an 80 so he'd be tied with Giannis today and he'd be just ahead of draymond so around like that 30 discussion that 30 area um ahead of draymond ahead of ben wallace and uh let's see he had he went to eight finals because uh he wasn't on the team in 91 when they went uh, when they played uh the bulls uh, he's a five-time champion. He's a one-time defensive player of the year. Eight-time All-NBA defense, five of which were first team. Defense matters. Um, so all of that, that uh, he graded out at an 80. So basically, think of like Bruce Bowen, but like he won defensive player of the year and two more championships and went to more finals. So, yeah, that Lakers team was fucking stacked. Um, so anyway, anyway, let's go ahead and get into it. Now we are at the... 100 club or what i would like to call the 100 club and at 18 the first per and actually there was a couple of ties in here so i had 50 players listed but because there was a couple of ties and some of which that you know i've made some executive decisions on uh the rankings would actually be a little bit different but anyway uh we're just going to call it 18 there's 17 more guys ahead of them um but as far as the actual ranking i i don't know i don't know we'll figure that out but chris paul the first member of the 100 club, he graded out at 104, and based off of this, he would be the greatest player that has never won a championship. Uh, so, yeah, I would have thought maybe John Stockton, maybe Karl Malone, maybe Charles Barkley, but that's just because of, you know, we we deify the guys in the past, but once we actually see, like, you know, what it is that, because, hey, the resume is what's going to live on. Uh, another example, well, I, I won't do that right now. I won't do that right now. The resume is going to be what lives on, and Chris Paul, he has put together a hell of a resume. Um, he had, obviously, the one finals appearance, uh, 12-time All-Star, uh, see, nine, 11 All-NBA selections, four of which were first team, Nine All-NBA defense selections, seven of which were first team. He was a rookie of the year. He let the NBA in assists five times and let the NBA in steals six times. So, Chris Paul. Uh, I really, um, really, 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 really don't like Chris Paul, um, mostly because he's kind of like the media darling and he, um, the president of the Players Union for so long. So, you know, he was getting preferential treatment from the refs and I always had that theory but I forget who it was there was somebody on the NBA or somebody that was in the NBA that was speaking I think Patrick Beverly I think Patrick Beverly brought that up but I always thought that like yeah he's getting some special treatment um by the uh by the empire um and Patrick Beverly went ahead and uh proved proved me right on that um but I will uh, I will say this I am a complete fucking fraud because if they accept that trade, if they allow the trade to go through and Chris Paul is able to join the Los Angeles Lakers, I mean, Kobe, it's not even a question. I'm probably not doing this because it's not even a question that Kobe is the GOAT at that moment in time. Chris Paul would have some championships. I would probably be a fucking huge-ass Chris Paul fan. Not as big as Kobe, but eh. ah, what could have been, what could have been, what could have been. Anyway, uh, Chris Paul. 18 now and again he graded out at a 104 and the guy ahead of him 
Uh, well, that's what happens. Winning matters, and he also plays a little bit of defense himself, and I was actually very surprised by this. But Gary Payton, Gary Payton's resume stacks up slightly better than Chris Paul. Slightly. And, and, and that's actually really a testament of how great Chris Paul or his resume is, better yet, because Chris Paul doesn't have a championship on his resume as Gary Payton does. And I think Gary, yeah, Gary Payton also went to two finals. Chris Paul's only been to one. So, I mean, that that's obviously will put him over the top because he, he's just 0.5 ahead of him based off of my calculations and how I, you know, decided to break things down, which I've already explained multiple times at this point. Uh, but Gary Payton's resume, he is a one-time champion, a nine-time All-Star. He has nine All-NBA selections, two of which are first team. He was a Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, he's a nine-time All-NBA Defensive First Team. Uh, he led the NBA in steals. He led the NBA in threes. And that is it. And that that actually really, really, really fucking surprised me that he led the NBA in threes. Oh, and as a matter of fact, he's got a couple. Uh, he's got the finals with Seattle, the finals with the Lakers, finals. So, yeah, he's been to three finals. So, you know, hey, Chris Paul, you only did it once. But, again, the, those those finals appearances and then, obviously, that championship – and I mean that that's definitely what pushed him over the top. But we're just talking resumes. If you're gonna decide well, I mean, personally I didn't watch Gary Payton really. Like we saw the I saw the tail end of his career, so I didn't really see him at his height of his powers, but uh I might I might prefer Gary Payton over Chris Paul, to be honest with you. I might prefer that. The the point god. The point God, I probably would prefer Gary Payton. Like, honestly, that's just me personally, but whatever. Uh, next up at 16, we have, and this is, uh, you know, this one was very much of a surprise as well, but the resume is the resume. Unfortunately for him, his perception is what we gravitate to over his actual resume because he has a hell of a fucking resume, and that would be Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, uh, I've said it plenty of times with the finals appearances. I don't have it in front of me, but trust me, I, I did all that. But he went to, the, you got to remember, he went to the finals with the Pistons a couple of times, won a couple of times with the Pistons. Then obviously he was with the Bulls. Uh, he was with the Spurs, but I don't think that's when the Spurs are winning. Yeah, that wasn't when the Spurs were winning. Uh, hell, he was with the Lakers in 99. If he could have held on, he probably could have picked up another championship. But he's a five-time champion, two-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA third team, two-time defensive player of the year and eight defensive selections seven of which were first team and he also led the league in rebounding seven times and if you remember Moses Malone led the NBA in rebounding six times Dennis Rodman is a little shorter than Moses Malone I could be wrong I could be wrong I'm, I, I want to say Moses Malone is at least 6'10 but I could be wrong I could be wrong on that I, I, I don't remember how tall he is but I know that Dennis Rodman is like six 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 seven, so you know it's really fucking crazy. But anyway, he graded out at a one oh six. So again, this is really just kind of elevating Chris Paul in my opinion because I'm we're just right now basing it off of resumes. And then I'm gonna start to get personal the higher we get. But Dennis Rodman won five championships, went to a whole bunch of finals. He is two points ahead of Chris Paul, like. I'm starting to, unfortunately, have to see Chris Paul in a light that I don't want to. That I really, really, really don't want to. But it is what it is. Got to accept it for what it is. Now, this one here at 15, I I was kind of hurt by this one. Because 
I always had this guy in my personal top 10. In my opinion, he's the greatest small forward to have ever played. But my opinion, I, I never saw this guy play. I never saw this guy play, but just from everything I've seen, everything I've heard, I he was easily the best small forward of all time for me. I still would prefer him over anybody else, but the resume is the resume. If you haven't figured out by now, I'm talking about Larry Bird. I would have had Larry Bird in my top 10 if I had not like actually looked into this. And I, you know, you never know. He still might be in my actual top 10 whenever we I do that um reveal. But Larry Bird Three-time champion, two-time finals MVP, three-time MVP. I believe he was the first player to ever get three in a row. 12-time All-Star, uh, 10 All-NBA selections, nine of which are first team. Three-time All-NBA defensive second team. So, you know, Larry played a little bit of defense. Uh, he also was two times 50-40-90, and I believe he was the first ever 50-40-90. And thus far, oh no, Steve Nash did it four times. I was about to say, that's the most out of anybody, but now Steve Nash. Steve Nash really pisses me off. Like, he's fucking 50-40-90. Like, bro, like, could you just take 25 shots a game? Like, he was fucking knocked down on NBA Live. Like, I love that Allen would not shoot with Steve Nash. For whatever reason, he wanted to, you know, just have Steve Nash facilitate to Amari and Sean Marion. And I was just like, all right, shit, do your thing. Like, because that nigga is wet from everywhere. But I'm so glad that you're not shooting with that nigga. Um, but uh, who's that? Larry Bird. Oh, yeah, Larry Bird. His resume. And you would never think that these guys are in the same ballpark. And I mean, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Like, I think we all agree that Larry Bird is, you know, way, 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 way better than Dennis Rodman. But the resume is what lives. Now, obviously, Larry is going to have he's going to be glorified and deified because of what he meant to the league during the time period that he played in. But the resume is the resume. Eventually, the luster of Larry Bird may or may not wear off. But Dennis Rodman and Larry Bird both tied at 106. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now, granted, Larry didn't get to play as much and Larry had a very 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 good post career only person that's probably had a better post career a basketball post career uh would probably be steve kerr not even probably definitely steve kerr definitely steve kerr and i'm talking about in the basketball sense if we're talking about overall then uh junior bridgman well hell maybe michael jordan well junior bridgman comparison to his actual nba career anyway anyway getting off topic getting off topic next up at 14 oh, i spelled that wrong I have Julius Irving, the doctor. So, obviously, didn't watch him play. Don't, I mean, like, I, I know the highlights that they pull up. They always have that highlight when he's in, in the finals, when he, like, goes up and under, like, over the fucking rim and everything. And I, I could probably, like, back in, the t back in the day, back when that happened, seeing that and just being like, oh, my God, what the fuck just happened? But, like... Nigga, people's heads would literally explode it if they saw John Morant. Like, if those people saw John, like, that fucking, like, iconic when Michael Jordan switching hands in 91 in the finals and, like, all that. Like, bro, like, <laughs> they were just so amazed by, like, the weakest of shit. But at that time, it wasn't weak. At that time, it was the craziest thing that you'd ever seen. But, like, nigga, like... <laughs> You got niggas coming off the bench doing that shit now. Like, like it's just completely different. It's completely different. But uh, anyway, Dr. J. Dr. J uh, was the only person, I, I'm pretty sure I did for Moses Malone as well, but he's the only person that I know for a fact that included their ABA career, and I did not want to do that, but... <sighs> 
at that time, at that time, the NBA, I, I just, uh, I, I gave, I gave Dr. J the benefit of the doubt. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. With that, he graded out at 115, and his resume reads. One-time NBA champion, two-time ABA champion, two-time ABA Finals MVP, one-time NBA MVP, three-time ABA MVP, eleven-time All-Star. Uh, I'm sorry, eleven-time NBA All-Star, uh, five-time ABA All-Star, two-time NBA All-Star Game MVP, and. I should have just did it this way, but uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna add them all up. Uh, Eleven times All NBA slash ABA. Seven of those were in the NBA. Five of those were first team, but four of the ABA ones were first team as well. So nine first team selections. God damn you, Doctor J, you're making shit difficult. Um, and then he, oh, he also so I'm sorry, ten. He also had a fucking ABA second team. Uh, also, he was a ABA All Defensive First Team, uh, three time ABA scoring champ. Okay, yeah, I think I got it all. Um, yeah, Dr. J, 115. Now, I'm going to go all the way to, yeah, I'm going to leave the top 10. And these are resumes because, you know, <laughs> I understand that these resumes are, y'all, y'all are, the disagreements are piling up, I'm sure, I'm sure. So, at 13, and it's funny, it's really funny because a lot of people have this guy and they're it's firmly, firmly in their top 10. Some people even have them as high as three. Some people have them as, you know, a perennial top five. And I will acknowledge during his time period that I was paying attention to, he was, he was obviously a great player. I don't think that he was, I don't think he maxed out and like, you know, was as good as he should have been, but he was definitely a great player. But as far as this evaluation process is concerned, Shaquille O'Neal has the 13th best resume of all time. Let's get into it. And this is where defense matters. Four-time champion. Three-time finals MVP. One-time MVP. 15 All-Star games. Uh, let's see. 10 14 All-NBA selections, 8 of which were first team, 3 All-NBA defensive second team selections, and 2 NBA scoring titles as well as a Rookie of the Year. We all know how great Shaq was. And he also benefited with playing with some really good players as well as they benefited from playing with him. But one thing that really, really separated him from being as high as people believe him to be is the um, lack of giving a fuck on the defensive side of the floor, which shows in his three All-NBA defensive second-team selections. Never once was Shaq in contention for first-team or defensive player of the year or anything or any of the sorts. Never led the league in rebounding, blocks, anything on the defensive end. But he was a phenomenal, all-time great offensive player. And as I said, I believe it was maybe in part one of this um, when I was talking about the Shaq and Giannis comparisons. But I said Giannis is so much better. Well, Giannis is so much better in my opinion. Not resume. Not yet. But because of what he is and does on the other 
side of the floor the other 50% of the game. And again, if you're somebody that believes defense isn't that important or whatever, then, you know, I, I can't have this conversation with you. But if you're somebody that's, you know, being fair and objective, I think you would acknowledge that defense is a factor. And some people's lack of defense, well, that should be weighted when you're talking about some of these all-time greats. But that's just my opinion. Um, and with that being said, I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked by some of the names that were ahead of Shaq. Shaq's resume, better yet. But this one really, really, really got me. And again, I don't know if I said it, Shaq graded out at 124 with all his championships, finals MVPs, MVPs. And now this would be the case where, well, if finals MVP was two points, then he would outrank this guy or that or whatever. But the number 12 resume of all time, well, of people that are graded, and I think I got pretty much everybody. I even went back and added fucking Sidney Moncrief and Michael Cooper, guys. Like, I, I think I did my due diligence on this. Kevin Garnett. For whatever reason, we really, really, really forget how great Kevin Garnett was. And I think a lot of that is due to how much we overvalue finals MVP. Now, Paul Pierce, it was theatrics. He was the lifelong Celtic. Like, it just kind of made sense that, all right, fine, Paul Pierce is the finals MVP. But nobody was more important, more influential, and more of a thorn in my side during those finals than Kevin Garnett for just the downright punking of Pal Gasol that he did. Now, you know, there's a little revisionist history going on cuz you know how, you know, the witnesses like to say 2015 doesn't count because, you know, no Kyrie, no Kevin Love. And I mean, yes, they're all-stars, great players, and I mean, those are definitely those definitely matter. But I'm somebody that believes starters, no matter what their role is, starters matter. If somebody starts on your team and you lose them, no matter how many superstars or how much somebody is better than the other or whatever, a team is a team. And when you're missing a piece of that unit, it affects the team as a whole. I'm saying all that to say Andrew Bynum did not play a second in the 2008 NBA Finals. He played a lot of seconds in 2010. We saw what happened in 2010. I'm not going to say he was the sole reason for that, but just saying. Just saying. And, the, and the Celtics always love to say, well, they've never lost when healthy. And I like to troll people and say the Warriors never lost when Clay, uh, Steph, and uh, Draymond all start in the playoff series. But, you know, eh, whatever. Whatever. But as great as Shaq's resume was with the championships, finals, MVPs, MVPs, and everything, this is what playing both sides of the floor does. And we really, really don't give defensive players the credit that they deserve. Kevin Garnett's resume. One-time champion. One-time MVP. 15-time All-Star. Nine All-NBA selections. Four of which are first team. Defensive player of the year. Twelve All-NBA defense selections. Nine of which were first team. And remember how I said a second ago, Shaq never led in any uh, outside of the scoring two times, didn't lead in any other categories. I mean, I, I think Shaq was capable of, you know, maybe trying to lead. The, well, you know, Dennis Rodman was around, but Dennis Rodman wasn't around in the 2000s. 
Kevin Garnett was. As a matter of fact, Kevin Garnett led the league in rebounding four times. And, you know, something about Kevin Garnett, because, like, we, we really get lost in the narratives and everything. And, like, I, Shaq was great. We know Shaq was great. And people like to say Shaq could have won. Like, they, they always try to, like, put in, oh, well, Allen Iverson, Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter. Shaq could have won with any of these guys. Like, Kobe needed him more than so. Like, yeah. Well, I'm having a hard time. Obviously, I have to acknowledge my bias. But I have a really, really, really hard time envisioning a team with a young Kevin Garnett and a young Kobe Bryant not three-peating. Because what you may be sacrificing, and let's not get it twisted, Kevin Garnett like averaged 24, 25, 26 points a game in his day as well. Now, granted, Shaq was giving you 28, 29, 30. But I think... Maybe Kobe would have, you know, wouldn't have had a problem, you know, taking a couple more shots. Maybe, you know, trying to, you know, do a little bit more scoring. I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe Kobe, uh, might have, you know, might not have had a problem with that. But Kevin Garnett's not somebody that you're gonna, you know, send to the free throw line forty times because that's gonna give the your opponent the best chan- chance of winning. The Kevin Garnett's actually gonna play some like real ass defense, and Kevin Garnett, he can also kind of pass the ball. I have a hard time believing. That Kobe's not able to accomplish a lot of the same things he did with Shaq with Kevin Garnett. If not better. I, You know, because, again, yeah, I will admit, you're losing a little bit on the offensive end. A little bit. But you don't have to worry about Hackershack. You're getting so much more help on the defensive side of the floor. Kevin Garnett's a facilitator. And Kevin Garnett is actually somewhat of a threat more than five feet from the basket. I don't know. Just saying. Just saying. These are just resumes. These are just resumes. I haven't really gone in on, you know, where I where I'm going to put these guys. But resume for resume, pound for pound, as great as those four championships and three finals MVPs are, he's still behind KG. Now, again, yes, that changes if finals MVP are worth two points, because then that would give Shaq an additional... 1.5 1.5 points, and those 1.5 points would have him slightly ahead of Kevin Garnett. But Shaq and Kevin Garnett are much closer than will ever be talked about. That bothers me. That bothers me. Anyway, number 11. And we'll go ahead and end with this one, and the top 10 will be another episode. This is going. This this might be like a ten part series, guys. Because even when I finish the resumes, then 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 the actual potting starts. Um, number eleven, another guy that's in a lot of people's uh, top tens uh, all time, and I mean he has some pretty 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 amazing feats, most of which were off the floor. But Wilt Chamberlain, Wilt Chamberlain, slightly ahead of Shaq at eleven. Wilt Chamberlain. Two-time champion, four-time MVP, 13-time All-Star, uh, 10 All-NBA selections, seven of which are first team, uh, two-time All-NBA defensive first team. He was also a Rookie of the Year, and he was a seven-time scoring champion and an 11-time rebounding champion, and he even led the league in assists once. Yeah, 
Wilt Chamberlain led the NBA in assist. And actually, I heard about that season. People were saying that, like, he's a ball hog. He's showtime, this and that. So he decided that he was going to show everybody that he can pass the ball. And boy, did he. To the tune of leading the league in assists. That's some, that's some crazy ass shit. That's like Lamar Jackson being like, all right, fine, fuck it. All right, you know what? I ain't running no more. I ain't running no more. And then the nigga throws for 7,000 yards and 70 touchdowns this season. Some wild shit. Wild shit. Wow, 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 wow shit. Uh, but he graded out at 127. So slightly ahead of Kevin Garnett and Shaq. And then again, if you want to, you know, do the whole finals MVP thing, well, Wilt has one finals MVP. Now, granted, Shaq has three. But if you want to overvalue finals MVP or just in your mind, properly value them by giving them maybe what, two points, three points, whatever. Uh, he's already got a decent lead on Shaq and that multiplier is going to need to be pretty high. You're going to need that to be a little high. That's why I was saying, like, it really doesn't change much. Like, these guys that are, like, one, two points apart that might have a finals MVP over the other, like, okay, I could hear you on some of those. I could hear you on some of those. But overall, so far, I mean, yeah, you know, some people are where they where we expect them to be. Some people were surprises. Some people I threw in just for, you know, context. And, um... It's been very, very, very fun. Very, very interesting thus far. Uh, next time, we will be getting into the top 10. And that will be... Uh, that's what's just going to get uh, even more interesting. But hopefully y'all enjoyed this thus far. And again, after I get all the resumes out the way, then I'm going to start potting. So right now, right now, this is the prequel. This is the prequel. All right, guys, this is, this is a whole series. So hopefully you've been enjoying it. I've definitely had a lot of fun... Uh, Going through NBA history, uh, you know, it's been something to, you know, give us, get us through the dog days, the dark days, because all we have is baseball and hockey right now. Jesus Christ. They're fucking talking about fucking Twitter memes on, or on fucking national television, national sports shows. Like, it's really fucking ridiculous. But anyway, appreciate y'all for listening and part, this was part four. So part five will be coming soon. It'll be coming soon. It'll be coming soon. 